This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Monday, September 18th, 2023, I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Hawaii officials say DNA tests drop Maui fire death count to 97. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Michaela Wheeler will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Victoria LaVon Wilburn will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 73 degrees. And now on to our top story. Americans held for years in Iranian custody walked arm-in-arm off a plane into freedom. Today's release was part of a painstakingly negotiated deal between the United States and Iran. The U.S.-Iran prisoner swap saw the Biden Biden administration agree to the release of nearly $6 billion in frozen Iranian assets owed by South Korea. Despite the release, tensions remain high between the U.S. and Iran over Tehran's nuclear program and other matters. Iranian President Ebrahim Raisi suggests the deal could be used to build trust with the U.S., but the exchange has unfolded during ongoing disputes between the two rivals and an American military buildup in the Persian Gulf. Experts have warned for years that floods pose a significant danger to two dams protecting nearly 90,000 people in northeastern Libya. They repeatedly called for immediate maintenance to the two structures outside the city of Derna. But successive governments in the divided and chaos-stricken North African nation did not heed their advice. Their worst predictions came true when heavy rains from Mediterranean Storm Daniel caused flooding across eastern Libya. It overwhelmed the two dams, sending a wall of water through the city. Libya's Red Crescent says 11,300 people have been killed and 10,000 are missing, while the United Nations is citing far lower numbers of about 4,000 killed and 9,000 missing. Two years after the Taliban banned girls from school beyond sixth grade, Afghanistan is the only country in the world with restrictions on female education. Now, the rights of Afghan women and children are on the agenda of the United Nations General Assembly today in New York. The UN Children's Agency says more than one million girls are affected by the ban. It triggered global condemnation and remains the Taliban's biggest obstacle to gaining recognition as the legitimate rulers of Afghanistan. But the Taliban has gone further, excluding women and girls from higher education, public spaces like parks, and most jobs. Authorities in Hawaii have adjusted the number of deaths from the deadly Maui wildfire down to at least 97 people. Previously, officials said they believed at least 115 people had died in the fire, but further testing shows they had multiple DNA samples from some of those who died. John Byrd is a forensics laboratory director with the U.S. Department of Defense. He has said during a news conference Friday that the current number of dead should be considered a minimum because it's possible that toll could rise. The commitments were far-reaching and ambitious. Among them, end extreme poverty and hunger, ensure every child on earth gets a quality secondary education, achieve gender equality, make significant inroads in tackling climate change by 2030, create, quote, universal access to affordable, reliable, sustainable, and modern energy for all, unquote. But halfway to that goal, progress is lagging badly, and in some cases, going backward. At a two-day summit, U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres will be trying to kickstart action to achieve the 17 goals adopted by world leaders in 2015. Developing countries in particular consider them crucial to closing the widening inequality gap between the world's rich and poor countries. Coming up, 
hundreds of flying taxis to be made in Ohio. That and more news from across the Tri-State when News Center 88 returns, right after this. Vestmeyer, no. Bazookas to the back of the net. And he ties the game for the herd. Call him Bazooka, because that was a rocket by Bazookas. She's going to lift this one high and deep, way back into left field. That was by the light pole. Look up and say goodbye. Allie Harrell with her 10th career home run. She has now tied the Marshall freshman record for most home runs to start a career. Under 25 now, over to Williams from three, and he knocks it down. Jansen Williams puts the herd on top. 70 to 69, 19 seconds left in the contest. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Hey, Patrick, what's up? Hey, Michael, what's up with you? Uh, why does your voice sound like that? I know, it's awesome. I sound like a robot. You sound like T-Pain or Kanye. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, if you like the sound of those rappers, just tune in to 88.1 and listen to the new and old hip-hop hits. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Your voice is stuck like that, isn't it? Yeah, kinda. You moron. For the very best hip-hop, tune in to 88.1 WMUL-FM. Welcome back to News Center 88. Voted Best Spot News Reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Railroad unions are calling for a review following the death of a worker who was pinned between two cars over the weekend by a remote-controlled train in a CSX rail yard in Ohio. The unions that represented Carmen Fred Anderson said yesterday that his death highlights the need for an in-depth review of the use of remote-controlled locomotives. Every major railroad has used them for years. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating Anderson's death. The president of the Transportation Communications Union says regulators need to ensure that remote-control technology is making workers safer and not just, quote, replacing people to continue lining the pockets of Wall Street, unquote. The same Ohio River Valley where the Wright brothers pioneered human flight will soon manufacture cutting-edge electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. An agreement announced today between the state and Joby Aviation Incorporated will bring air taxi production to a 140-acre site at Dayton International Airport by 2025. Futuristic electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft are making their way toward markets around the world, as a ride-sharing alternative in crowded cities. California-based Joby's Ohio facility would produce up to 500 of the quiet aircraft a year, creating some 2,000 jobs. The project is supported by about $325 million in the state of Ohio, Jobs Ohio, and local investment. This past Saturday, Functifest 7 brought bands and music lovers together. As Emma Johnson reports, the day was filled with festivities for all ages. Functifest 7 was held this past Saturday at Ritter Park. Local bands and DJs such as Bath Bomb, DJ Correct, Quiet, and more took the stage throughout the day. A few artists shared how Functifest helps bring the community together. It's not always possible for people who have kids to go out to bars and things, to see acts. Um, So to really showcase them all in a setting where you can bring your family, you can spend the day, come and go as you please. Um, and really just showcase what the community has to offer, I think, is, is super important. Oh, this is great because there's bands from all over, uh, DJs, vendors. Heck, you guys, WMUL 88.1, uh, you guys are here. And just 
It brings everybody together. Some artists who performed this past Saturday have been attending Functafest since the beginning, and others say this was their first time attending. When I started on Functafest 5, been with Functafest 6, and this is Functafest 7. I've never actually like performed at a Functafest, but I've I've been in the scene for ever now, and um, I don't know, Perry Casto asked me to come and do the artist at large thing, and I, I love like Functafest, it's so much fun. I think it's a blast for the whole family. Yeah, this is actually our first year um, as Bath Bomb playing. Um, we kind of got together last year um, at Pride. Um, Allie wanted kind of a super group of local musicians, and so all of us are independently in other bands. The one and only Holly Forbes also joined some bands for their performances and shared her thoughts on the festival. Um, I think it's important because, you know, our area has a lot of, like, country folk type stuff, which is great, but I think, like, having something different for the scene that, that loves, like, the funky, like, type of music, I think it's really important to have that. The night concluded with a performance from Jocelyn in the Sweet Compression, followed by an after-party at The Loud. For News Center 88, I'm Emma Johnson. Thanks, Emma. If you missed this year's Functafest, no worries. You can check out their social medias to enjoy all the fun that took place this past Saturday. State police say nine teenage boys who escaped from a detention center in Pennsylvania are back in custody. A Pennsylvania state police spokesman said they were captured early today after being on the run for less than 12 hours. He said four youths turned themselves in after hours on the run because they were cold and tired. Five others were captured less than five miles from the detention center in or near a truck and trailer that had been reported stolen. The nine youths originally escaped from Abraxas Academy at around 8 p.m. yesterday after overpowering staff. Abraxas Academy is an enclosed residential treatment program northwest of Philadelphia. Coming up next, the strike by auto workers is entering its fourth day with no signs that a breakthrough is near. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Illinois officials and Native Americans whose ancestors called the state home hope a new state law will speed the recovery and reburial of their relatives' remains, unearthed over the past two centuries. Governor J.B. Pritzker signed the Human Remains Protection Act last month. It updates a 1989 state law and provides methods for compliance with a federal law requiring that remains from any burial site disturbed must be returned to the associate tribe. Illinois has remains belonging to about 13,000 individuals. The law authorizes reburial on state land in Illinois. Previously, tribes would receive their ancestors' remains, but have to take them home to the state to which the government forcibly relocated them in the 19th century. Pope Francis urged all people to do their part to address the world's problems, especially climate change and the care of children, 
to open the Clinton Global Initiative today in New York in a talk with former President Bill Clinton. The need to, quote, keep going, unquote, is the theme of this year's Clinton Global Initiative, or CGI, as Bill Clinton, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, and Clinton Foundation Vice Chair Chelsea Clinton say they will convene political, business, and philanthropic leaders to build on the momentum of the conference's return last year after a six-year hiatus. CGI announced numerous new programs today that it hopes will gather new monetary commitments and engagement, including gender equality and continued support for the people of Ukraine. The auto workers' strike against Detroit's Big Three is now in its fourth day. There were no signs today of an early breakthrough that might end the strike, and the United Auto Workers have threatened to escalate their walkout against Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis. President Joe Biden is sending his acting labor secretary and another top excuse me, and another top, top aide to Detroit early this week to see what they can do to bring the two, year, the two sides together. An administration official says acting Labor Secretary Julie Sue and senior aide Gene Sperling won't be mediators. They won't be at, at the bargaining table, but will try to help in any way that the union and the companies think is constructive. The Supreme Court's decision siding with black voters in an Alabama redistricting case gave Democrats and voting rights activists a surprising opportunity before the 2024 elections to have congressional maps redrawn in a handful of states. It's been more than three months since the justice's 5-4 ruling, and political maps in Alabama, Louisiana, and elsewhere that could produce more U.S. House districts represented by black lawmakers still don't exist. The continued pushback from Republican legislatures in control of redistricting means there's great uncertainty about whether, or how soon, new maps offering equal representation for black voters will be drawn. U.S. stocks are edging higher as Wall Street overall makes a few big moves in advance of the Federal Reserve's next meeting on interest rates. The S&P 500 was virtually unchanged in trading late today. The Dow was up 15 points, and the Nasdaq composite fell 0.1%. Stocks have been seesawing since early August on uncertainty about whether the Fed is finally done with its drastic hikes to interest rates. Traders almost universally expect it to keep rates steadily, steady this week. More important will be forecasts the Fed gives on whether rates may be heading. May be heading. Treasury yields were holding relatively steady. Coming up next, Planned Parenthood resumes offering abortions in Wisconsin after more than a year. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns, right after this. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back into the Soul Ballroom at the Convention Center in Riviera Maya, Mexico. WMUL welcomes you to the mountain town of Blacksburg, Virginia. We are high up here at the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. It's the 2005 Kraft Mac Women's Basketball Tournament. Welcome back to Firestone Stadium in Akron, Ohio. The 2005. Right in the first inning, no score here at Appalachian Power Park. Marshall. WMUL FM, Huntington. But mom, don't but mom me. You heard what the doctor said. I'm fine. I just got my bell rung. It's not like I blacked out. You've had headaches, dizzy spells, and you're just not yourself. That's not feeling fine. Come on. I can't miss the game. It's still serious even if you didn't black out. It's better to miss one game than the whole season. All concussions are serious. Know the warning signs and never let your child return to play before a health care professional says it's okay. A message from CDC. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Luke Hamilton. 
Former Justice, Justice Department official Jeffrey, Jeffrey Clark was acting within the scope of his official duties when he wrote a letter expressing concerns about alleged concerns with the 2020 election in Georgia. His lawyer said as he sought to move charges against Clark to federal court. Clark is charged, along with former President Donald Trump and 17 others, accused of participating in a wide-ranging scheme to overturn Democrat Joe Biden's presidential election victory. All 19 defendants have pleaded not, pleaded not guilty. The judge who presided over today's hearing on Clark's attempt to move his case to federal court from Fulton County Superior Court rejected a similar effort from Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows earlier this month. Donald Trump is facing political blowback from within his party for his comments about abortion. The former president said on NBC's Meet the Press that the Florida ban on abortions at six weeks of pregnancy signed by Governor Ron DeSantis was, quote, a terrible mistake, unquote. The country's largest anti-abortion organization, which backs a national ban at 15 weeks of pregnancy, released a statement saying that anything less restrictive, quote, makes no sense, unquote. Another anti-abortion leader said Trump had, quote, abandoned the pro-life movement, unquote. So far, the former president has dominated the 2024 field while at times spurning anti-abortion groups. In North Carolina and Wisconsin, Republicans are trying to seize power over elections and redistricting. Both states are evenly divided political battlegrounds where the GOP controls an outsized number of seats in the state legislature. In Wisconsin, that's largely due to gerrymander that locks in a GOP majority. The state Senate there voted to fire the Senate's nonpartisan elections director last week, and the legislature is threatening to impeach a newly elected state Supreme Court justice who would, who could undo the GOP gerrymander. In North Carolina, the legislature is expected to pass an elections bill that will take power from the state's Democratic governor. Planned Parenthood has resumed offering abortions in Wisconsin at clinics in Madison and Milwaukee. The resumption of services today is the first time abortions have been available in the state since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June 2022. Providers across Wisconsin halted, halted abortion services last year for fear that an 1849 state law appearing to outlaw the procedure would spring back into effect. But a judge last month ruled that the law doesn't apply to medical abortions. The lawsuit over the 1849 law is ongoing and expected to end in the state Supreme Court, which recently flipped to liberal control. Tens of thousands of people in New York City have kicked off a week of demonstrations seeking to end the use of coal, oil, and natural, natural gas blamed for climate change. Yesterday's so-called March to End Fossil Fuels featured such politicians as Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and actors Ethan Hawke, Edward Norton, and Kevin Bacon. It was the opening salvo to New York's Climate Week, where world leaders in business, politics, and the arts are gathering ahead of a new special a news, a news, new special United Nations summit Wednesday. Protesters said they were targeting their efforts at many of the leaders of nations that caused the most heat-trapping carbon pollution. And coming up, Michaela Wheeler will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Victoria LaVon Wilburn will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Radio won't work. 
You should worry less about that radio and concentrate on fishing. Besides, there's nothing good to listen to on the radio nowadays. Here we go again. Back in my day, music was good. They played all those good oldies that I love. Of course, they were called newies back then. But Grandpa, if we turn to 88.1 WMUL, we can listen to oldies. Huh? We can also listen to alternative, blues, jazz, hip-hop, and more. All that in one station? Then hurry up, boy, get that radio working! 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge since 1961. Here's your cappuccino, miss. Great, thanks. Coffee with cream? Look, almost half of all new STD infections are among young people 15 to 24 years old. Yet most infections have no symptoms. The only way to know for sure is to be tested. So GYT, get yourself tested. Visit GYTnow.org to find an STD testing location near you. A message from CDC. Merlin, I need your help. The armies of darkness are at Camelot's gates, but Excalibur is destroyed. Fear not, Arthur, for I have in my hands a weapon far more powerful than the world has ever seen. The pure, sweet song of its blade leaving the sheath is able to pierce the air itself. This sword doesn't have a name. It is WMUL, The Cutting Edge. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's a partly cloudy 73 degrees out today. Compared to recent temperatures, it's downright chilly. Looks like I could have gotten away with my fall wardrobe after all. Tonight, temperatures will dip down into the lower 50s. I would say it's about time to shut your AC off, but we'll be creeping back up toward 80 degrees the next few days. Tomorrow sees sunny skies and highs around 76. Enjoy the unusually low humidity. Today in weather history, on this day in 1988, a strong cold front produced severe thunderstorms in the north-central U.S. High winds behind the cold front gusted to 92 miles per hour at Fort Collins, Colorado, and up to a foot of snow blanketed the mountains of Montana, with seven inches reported at Great Falls. High winds in Colorado caused $3 million damage. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a partly cloudy 73 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Michaela Wheeler. Thanks, Michaela. Now, Victoria LaVon Wilburn joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Reagan. In Marshall Athletics News, Marshall women's soccer team celebrated six seniors prior to their match. An early second-half red card proved costly for Marshall Herd women's soccer in their 3-0 loss on Sunday at Hoops Family Field against University of Louisiana Monroe. The Herd's Regina Fiabima had a close challenge just outside the box in a 1-1 contest in the 48th minute, giving the Warhawks an opening to score in the 56th and 62nd minutes. The first half was blow for blow. Both teams were trying to figure out each other's strengths, weaknesses, and strategies. The second half changed the outlook for both teams. ULM equalized off a corner in the 35th minute before scoring twice in the second half following the red card. Huntington native Abby Hughes scored a goal in the 21st minute down the left side. It was her second goal of the season. It would give Marshall the early lead, but it did not hold. Hughes was only one of six Hugh was also one of six seniors honored prior to the match. Rabina Fayabima, Olivia Gandhi, Campbell George, Reagan Meyer, and Hannah Talesh were also recognized in a ceremony before the contest on yesterday. 
Marshall travels to Harrisonburg to face JMU on Thursday, September 21st. Kickoff is set for 7 o'clock p.m. Marshall is now 5-2-1, 0-1 in SBC. University of Louisiana, Monroe is 6-1-2, in Southern Conference, Southern Bell Conference. Bowling Green State University has announced it has put hockey team head coach Ty Egner on administrative leave as it investigates a report of alleged hazing. It also has put three players on interim suspension. The Ohio School made the announcement in a statement posted on website Monday. The statement does not name the three players nor specify any details about the alleged hazing. The school says it immediately notified local law enforcement and initiated its own investigation upon receiving the report. The school says assistant, Kurt, assistant coach Curtis Carr will take over as interim coach effective immediately. A telephone number for Eigner could not be located. In Kansas City, Missouri, two people familiar with negotiations and told the Associated Press on Monday that the Chiefs NFL MVP Patrick Mahomes had agreed to a restructured contract. The people spoke to the AP on condition of, a not, of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss the contract. Mahomes was signed to a 10-year, $450 million deal that would have kept him under contract through 2031 season. At the time, Mahomes set the market for quarterback pay, but he has been passed over several times as the market inflated. Joe Barrow of the Bengals recently set the standard with a five-year deal averaging $55 million per year. Michigan State, after initially being informed he would be fired for misconduct, it is official. The state athletic director, Alan Holler, has started the firing process of Mel Tucker. It was caused without compensation for his conduct with activist and rape survivor Brenda Tracy. Holler says Monday that the notice provides Tucker with seven calendar days to respond. Tucker is in the third year of a $95 million 10-year contract. Holler said the decision does not affect the ongoing investigation into Tracy allegations of sexual harassment. In Los Angeles, ABC will be airing more Monday night football games than originally planned. An additional 10 games originally set to appear only on ESPN will be simulcast on ABC. The move is because of the ongoing strikes by the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists against the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which represents Disney, Netflix, Amazon, and others. The strikes, which have been going on for months, have delayed most of the upcoming fall television season. The move also means that ABC has a game all 18 weeks of the regular season, along with simulcasts of two playoff games. Josh Allen heads list of quarterbacks who rebounded from poor performances in week one. Josh Allen leads heads the list of quarterbacks who rebounded for poor for excuse me from poor performances in week one. Allen was back to himself after a terrible opener. Daniel Jones and Ryan Tannehill also rebounded from awful games to lead comeback wins. Patrick Mahomes and Geno Smith got back on their winning track, and Week 2 was filled with impressive bounce-back performances. In Maywood, Illinois, authorities are searching for a former NFL player after his 73-year-old mother's body was found near a creek behind their suburban Chicago home. Relatives told police Saturday that they could not find a 35-year-old Sergio Brown's mother. Officers found his Myrtle Brown's body. She had been injured during an assault. Sergio played defensive back from 2010 through 2016 with the New England Patriots, Indian Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Buffalo Bills. 
He attended University of Notre Dame in Indiana. Maybuild, Maywood is about 12 miles west of Chicago. And that concludes the news. FM88 Sports Report for FM88 Sports. I'm Victoria Wilburn. Thanks, Victoria. Coming up, beer is flowing in Munich. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. You've supported her through every accomplishment in her life. Cross, pull, I tied my shoes. While your ultimate goal is to teach her to stand on her own. Let go, let go. I can do it. There are things she just can't do without your support. There were drugs and alcohol at the party. Talk with the teens in your life. And if they're in substance abuse treatment and recovery, support them. Help them turn the hardest thing they've ever done into their greatest accomplishment. For information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. And finally, today on News Center 88, the beer is flowing and millions of people descending on the Bavarian capital to celebrate the official opening of Oktoberfest. With its traditional cry of, Ozopt is, it's tapped, Mayor Dieter Reiter inserted the tap in the first keg at noon on Saturday, officially opening the 18-day festivities. Revelers decked out in traditional lederhosen and dirndl dresses topped, trooped to Munich's festival grounds and filled the dozens of traditional tents in anticipation of getting their first one-liter mug of beer. The Oktoberfest has typically drawn about 6 million visitors every year. That's it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu WMUL. For Luke Hamilton, Michaela Wheeler, Victoria LaVon Wilburn, Emma Johnson, David Adkins, and for the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Reagan Clagg, and your thought of the day is, power isn't measured by the force we wield, but by the restraint we show and the impact we leave. Neve Peck.